Ruby Waters is a Canadian singer-songwriter who, like a good amount of great underground talent, emerged from the cesspools of Reddit. A video of Waters singing her song, Sweet Sublime, began circulating the internet as she began touring with artists such as Ocean Alley and City in Color around 2019. Her debut album, Almost Naked, is home to Sweet Sublime and is the foundation for Waters' signature rasp and raw lyricism. She released her second EP, If It Comes Down To It, in 2020. Sweet Sublime is an homage to a past self. The song explores the feeling of losing yourself and your mind to an event in the past, but reconciling with the promise of the future. Waters bellows a chorus that aches with melancholy and ultimately promotes healing. The verses and chorus grapple with past and future selves, while the bridge seems to create a metaphorical bridge between the two. The song is passionate and melodic, carrying the listener through her struggle. What seems to be a near-universal adoration of this song among fans just goes to show once again how what breaks us as individuals is hardly ever original. This is Allie Hall, and you're listening to I've Got Ox on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is Sweet Sublime by Ruby Waters. Baby, it's been a long, long time That I've been sucked up in the sweet sublime For years ago, I lost my mind I think it's gone for good Welcome back to I've Got Ox on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. You just heard Sweet Sublime by Ruby Waters, who is a pretty new, up-and-coming, probably never heard of her type of artist. I hope you've heard of her. Um, Or if you haven't, I hope that song convinced you because I think she's brilliant. So do we have any first thoughts, Gavin and Bella? Her voice is literally amazing. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm a fan. Consensus. Yeah. It was it Consensus was shockingly is, is, yeah. like it's honestly been a while since I've listened to the song and been like, oh, this is good. Literally. Like right off the bat. Yep. And I listen I listened to like the normal, like the recorded version and I had already thought that and Allie told me we were gonna listen to like a live one on yeah. here, but her voice is just like I love a good live performance Amazing. like that. With just guitar, like there's something about singing and playing guitar that, like the the moving around of playing guitar that just makes your vocals just so like so much more like Wrong. earnest and like high energy. And she really just like killed it. And you could tell like she was getting ready and like for the choruses and stuff. It was really great. She's so talented. I saw Ruby Waters. I think 2018. It was before any of her debut EP came out. So it must've been 2017, 2018. She opened for ocean alley, which is kind of a reggae rock type of easygoing band. And honestly, like I didn't even like ocean alley that live, but she came out and it was like, you're talking about Gavin, literally just her and the guitar. That's the best. And everyone was like, okay, yeah, who's this girl? And I remember the girls next to us were like, we drove from Arizona to come see her in Denver. And I was like, what's so good about her? Like, come on. And then she opened her mouth and I go, Oh, all right. Got it. it. And it was this constant battle. I was just, my mouth was open the whole time. I didn't know if I wanted to be her or if I was in love with her. (laughs) And there was so, she was just like, just had such a good stage yeah. presence and nobody was there for her either. Like everybody was going to come for the second band. Oh, that was and like Tyson. Yeah. That's yeah. so crazy to me. Like always come for the intro bands. Cause you never know. And it's someone, someone yeah. like her. And just watching that video and just the way she, she kind of looks like Claro a little bit, her face mm. structure. And so that immediately, immediately I thought like, 
oh, this is just like a more a wispy so- voice, a more soulful <laughs> version of Claro. It just like yeah. if Claro had more like Amy Winehouse vibes. Yeah. That, and that's who comes to mind when I when I pitch Ruby Waters to people mm. is I'm like, she has kind of this Amy Winehouse, very distinct, yeah, like raspy voice. But it's the our generation's Amy Winehouse. So yeah. It just makes sense. When you see her, you're like, oh, that makes, she's part of our generation. Yeah. And she writes, I mean, she writes a lot about substances and one of her other songs is like, it's called Last Cigarette. So it's a lot about substances and sex and all of the things that she uses to kind of put band-aids on her life and mental illness. And I think she's very raw and realistic about that and i think that's reflected in her voice and in her mm-hmm. her sound is that very raw like like break almost yeah. yeah it's and i don't know if it's just the the vibe of the video as well like the minute it started mm-hmm. that guitar tone was just like you, you're yeah. drawn in and you want to listen and yeah. pay attention and that whole ep i mean i really like a lot of her new stuff too and i think she's coming out with more in 2022 but that first EP that is just all of these songs that you know she's worked on since she was probably 17, 18, mm-hmm. those really formative young adult years, they really like encapsulate what it feels like to go through your first love and your first breakup and having your first friend group. And she, I always describe Ruby Waters as kind of the feeling of turning on a lighter at a concert. Like that's kind of what she, she feels like to me. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I could see her, especially as a girl in high school. Yeah. Probably just sitting like more of a quiet kid and no one knows she has this really great talent and she just goes home and that's kind of her release which yeah. is to write about her experience and it pr- produces just great art. Like mm-hmm. It's also when, it's just a great when that comes first, if that makes sense. Like you're not doing something or or like making yourself something to become famous. Mm-hmm. Like you have this talent, someone discovers it and like yeah. you, it makes it much more like authentic. And like, I like how you're saying like, you can hear that type of like, like, I don't authenticity. know. Real, yeah, yeah. Authenticity, like in her voice, like there's nothing there. Like, like force. Yeah, it's like an earnest, you know? but authentic kind of. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to, yeah. Sound, but also just expression of, of her mm-hmm. life and it seems very real and she's not really holding anything back because it's really just her in her bedroom that's what it feels like yeah her just singing to herself yeah. which is probably what it started as mm-hmm. and i think like a lot of the music that we listen to or especially in i'd say the indie dream pop bedroom pop era even though it is lo-fi it's still pretty polished and packaged yeah so e- even though you know i listen to a lot of that stuff i always seem to come back to songs and voices like this that i just think transcend any sort of trend in music and mm-hmm. no matter what you know the the waves go as far as trends in music i just think she has such a sustainable talent that's yeah. just so good yeah and she has a great we the the live show that we watched before we started recording was the audio tree recording, which I think is the one that went viral on Reddit. Mm. But she has a couple really great live performances. There's one of her on top of a mountain where she sings an entire set list into just mountains and it echoes. It's just, it's beautiful. Wow. And yeah, she has the type of talent that, you know, all she needs is a guitar and uh, some listening yeah. ears. I hate to make this comparison, but it reminds me a lot of early Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. That he yeah. would kind of get no, up no, there no. and you're like, who's this redheaded kid from England with his little guitar? And you're like, oh, he can captivate a whole audience with just his mouth and his yeah. hands and his mm-hmm. like can perform well. And I think that's just a mark of a great musician. You don't need the backup band. Right. You don't need the production. You can sing sometimes with just an acoustic guitar in your voice and it, and like it wow hundreds and thousands of people. So, and I think just like old Ed Sheeran is actually a really great comparison. I used to love old Ed Sheeran. Yeah. What a um, guy. Also, 
the comparison between those two is like the strength and the songwriting ability, like Ed Sheeran's old music. And I think still some of his new music is just songwriting wise, very Mm -hmm. genuine and sweet and very well done. And I think Ruby's songwriting is, is incredible. I think she does an excellent job of being able to convey emotions. Yeah. And it's like when you're a writer like that and you're starting just in your bedroom, all you have it's like writing a poem. You can't rely on anything else besides your words. And then obviously you just have the guitar. So you can't be like, well, this song is good because it has all these other great pieces of the music. It's all you can judge is the guitar and the voice. So those have to be really good. the meat of the song. Yeah, right. that has to be what you're selling. And so, especially with Ed Sheeran's newer stuff, you're like, well, he's just kind of relying on his, mm-hmm. on the beat or relying on the interesting guitar line. And then the, the words are just kind of an afterthought. Yeah. But the words in the guitar kind of came simultaneously when that's all you have at the beginning. So I think there's also something to be said about artists like that who writes music like this. That's very, I mean, raw is kind of the word that I keep saying. It keeps coming to mind. I always wonder if sort of like Ed Sheeran, not that they all are going to sell out, but does that content ever run out? I think you're always gaining life experiences, but I just wonder when you write things that are so authentic, if that becomes exhausting at some point and you just kind of want to write. Yeah. you know something cheaper. a little shallower yeah and she'll never be a teenager in her yeah. bedroom again so right that that yeah. is lost mm-hmm. in true. some way and that is what happened to ed sheeran like, yeah over yeah the years it just yeah you, either you start surrounding with the people that you're making music with who are like high you know in the music industry and you're now surrounded by them who are putting out all the music so it starts sounding like everything else Or you just kind of lose your roots. Yeah, I think it's, I think I was about to say the roots thing. And I think what I love when I think about Amy Winehouse, I think what saddens me about like her tragic end is that sort of like Adele and I think Ruby as well, those people who like write so well about their life experiences. Mm. I think if Amy Winehouse stuck around, we would have gotten so many more eras of her life. Mm -hmm. That would just be so wonderful to see. And I hope Ruby, you know, sticks around long enough that she's (laughs) able to write about being in her 20s and being in her 30s and and what those eras of life look like and how they can be accurately and authentically written about. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I think that's really cool. Though, like when an artist sticks around long enough, that you get to see the stages of their life. Obviously, yeah. Amy Winehouse kind of had that cut short. But to, if say she, re- yeah, she had recovered, and then we had like a recovery album yeah. of her like talking about that would have literally hundred percent because all yeah. we know of Amy Winehouse now is drug addicted, right. like and she didn't make or, it through, like teenager basically, and it, and it glamorizes it. And yeah, I think I was gonna say that if we had a record that of these people like coming back to life mm. in a more sober way. Yeah, I think, I think that would be powerful. Too. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Been. That's a For sure. good comparison. Yeah. And I think that especially with our generation and people getting popular so quickly and so th- there's no sustainability in that and it's almost as if like once you turn 25 life just ends. Like if you're not a yeah. pop star by the time you're 19 it doesn't count in some way. Yeah. And it's like we still need artists to encapsulate different eras of life. Yeah, and I think it's so good when you find an artist and you stick with them for yeah. a long time. I'm glad you, you mentioned Adele too, because that's yeah. you can see that so well. Like 19, her first mm-hmm. very, you can just tell in the way her voice is just so raspy and like childlike. Right. And now 25, I think it was the last one that just came out. Like gone through a divorce, like yeah. so many different it's, times in her life, and it's still Adele. Mm-hmm. But it, it's you know it's yeah. a whole life story. So it's also when you can, like you were saying, like step back. And, like, 
I think that's one of the coolest things about music is there can be this person that is so far like disconnected from you in a way, but listening through like mm. Adele, like all her music, like you can see, like you can hear her go through this yeah. progression. And that's like you were, were saying, like you hope that that will happen for someone like Ruby Waters, but it's always that like, that like you're kind of uneasiness, like what if the Ed Sheeran effect like yeah. takes her over, you know? Yeah, Cause true. like, it's hard. I feel like, especially nowadays like you said where like people are just becoming like i'm just you see all these people who are like tiktok tiktokers or like uh i don't know like actors or whatnot be like oh i'll just have a singing career now right yeah it's so hard to like maintain that sort of like this mm-hmm. is just like what i want to write about mm-hmm. and so y- you hear someone like that and you're like oh god i hope this lasts no. like you know yeah and it's interesting too that people can say oh i'm an, i want to be an artist now and it's not like I wrote a song and I want to put this song out now. It's yeah. like yeah. The, like deciding to be it, a musician yeah, is mm-hmm. first. And so you don't get people like Ruby here who have a song and then want to share it. It's like, I want to share music that I don't even have written yet, which seems right. so backwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but that's, it's, there's money to be made. So obviously that's why people do it. Um, well, since we're talking sort of about her songwriting abilities and her lyricism, I just wanted to bring up some of the lyrics. Um, this song meant a lot to me when I first heard it. It's one of those things, you know, when that, yeah. you you hear a song and you're like, oh, this was written about me. I don't know how in what parallel that universe. This is an alley But song. I wrote this. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm going to take the mic out of her hand because I wrote this. Um, specifically. Concert on the quad next year. Concert on the quad. It's this? me. Please. Can you imagine? No I'll way. have to wake up with a new voice. But <laughs> the, the bridge is sort of my favorite part. And it's the one that I think a lot of people really like. Um, where she says, look at this beautiful mess I've made, baby. I'd clean it up, but you and I both know it made me. They say dancing with the devil makes you crazy. They've been talking shit. I've been dancing on the daily. I love that. There's just something about that. The way it flows, I think that's another thing Ruby does really well, is she has such a good job of like formatting the words and just really playing them as if they're their own little, you know, Mm -hmm. notes in and of themselves. But that song I think is good because I think the song talks a lot about maybe losing a part of yourself to an event or an era of your life, but being able to see that it shaped you yeah, and helped your formation. You. Yeah. That disaster is still you and it's okay that that's you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and dealing with, with hard times doesn't necessarily equate to being, you know, a disaster. <laughs> yeah. It makes me think if I can get personal for a second, it makes yeah. me think of my parents and the way they grew up. Like obviously a lot about their childhood was, was not ideal. And so, but they take, you know, the mess that they had as a child and they've made it into something in a childhood that was great for me. And then you see maybe someone else with the exact same situation and they're letting it, that define them in right. a different way. And it's kind of been detrimental to them. So it's like, you need to understand where you came from, but it also doesn't need to completely define you yes. as a person. Don't dwell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Don't dwell. That's definitely something. Um, but also, a lot of the actions and the, the responses that my parents have to things nowadays is because of the childhood they have. So I don't think they would have traded it for the world right? because it, it helps them as people now to make good decisions. So yeah. I think that's a very mature and aware thing for her to say. Yeah. I think for me, I, I started to have some health issues when I was really young. And so a lot of what you talk about sort of like with your parents is being able to, okay, I have this disaster of you know whether it's health or whether it's environment in front of me and how can I 
make something beautiful out of this or make something meaningful out of that. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest point of the song is like, even when you're stuck in your head, even when you feel like you are this disaster that has made you, you're not. And there's still that space between it. And once you kind of are able to let go of that and grieve that, you're able to create a lot of beauty, I think, in your life. Yeah. And a lot of meaning. I agree. So that's a little bit more on the meaningful side of her music, which is a significant portion. But I think another part of what makes Ruby Waters so cool is that she has this like massive seductive quality to her vocals, to her lyricism, Mm -hmm. to her as a whole. Um, A lot of her songs talk about things like sex and drugs, but in a way that's not crass. I think there's there's a seductive quality to it that is really interesting. Yeah. So that's hard to do. It is hard to do to to find that fine line between, you know, being gross and being kind of cool about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and she seems like mature in the way that she's probably yes. dealt with some things, and yes. so she doesn't talk about things lightly because she, she's been through things. Yeah, yeah. But she's, she's an still, old soul. She's honest. Yeah. yeah, which is admirable. Yeah, and so it makes, especially as someone who like maybe has not dealt with some of the things she has, it makes you not romanticize you know, trauma or yeah. being like, Oh, I wish I had something to complain about or something. She's mm-hmm. like, these are real issues that I've had and I'm not trying to glorify them in any way. Mm-hmm. Her voice is almost like somber. Yes. 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 Like it's, it's there's not a gravity to it. Yeah. yeah. It, there's a gravity to it. It's not sad or like depressing necessarily, but it, it, it is like, it's heavy. Somber. Kind of. yeah, yeah. Definitely during the whole song, I was just kind of zoned in mm-hmm. and then at the end you kind of just like wake up and you're like, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. That was heavy, but like <laughs> made me think, and yeah. now I feel not better about my, not better like about my situation, but just like you're, you're thankful for More your, in tune. Yeah, more in tune with your yourself. All right, well. Interesting. That was Sweet Sublime by Ruby Waters, I hope. That was a more serious episode. Yeah, but that's always Came good. down off, off the high of last week. <laughs> <laughs> After ragging on Charlie Puth for yeah. a little while. But if you're interested, you should go check out some of her new music. I'll be dragging, dragging Bella and Gavin if she ever comes to Detroit. Yes. This I'm is, so ready. Awesome. This has been Allie Hall on I've Got Ox on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We will see you guys next week. Bye. I think it's gone for good this time. Look at this beautiful mess I made, baby. I clean it up, but you and I both know it.